Today's episode is brought to you by The Heart of the Cards. When you're stuck in a corner and have nothing left but the next draw, you put your faith in The Heart of the Cards as hard as you can. Heart of the Cards. Believe in yours today. <laughs> On this week's episode of Nunny, we're back. Apologies for taking a week off, but, you know, stuff came up. I was busy. So uh, that's the explanation I'm going to give. Deal with it. Anyway, today, I have a guest. A guest who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give him one anyway. Here he is, Chris. Hey, Chris, how's it going? Well, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Do you know what we're going to talk about today? Does it have to do with cards and hearts? It has to do with hearts, cards, and children's card games. Okay, so strap in, ladies and gentlemen. For now, we're going to prep our decks, set our trap cards, polish those dual discs, iron our coats on stairs, because that's the only way you can get them to stand up on the ends like that, and it's time to duel. You guessed it, we're going to challenge Yu-Gi-Oh, the king of games. Chris, have you ever played Yu-Gi-Oh? I have. Not recently, but I have. What do you think when you play it? I don't I So, a little bit of backstory for Chris. I was big into the thought of Yu-Gi-Oh back mm. when it was first airing and first coming out. Okay. I didn't have anyone to play with at the time, so I collected cards... I had them there, some of the first gen ones, and I'm just like, man, this is cool. And then I didn't have a following, so I gave it up. I didn't believe in the heart of the cards. It's a sad state of affairs when you don't believe in the heart of the cards. Right? I know for me, I started watching the show, and I will never forget the first couple episodes where it's literally Yugi and Kaiba battling it out. And for one, just how ridiculous the show is, is just like, oh, hey, we have a giant stadium where we play a children's card game on. And then, like, you know, how rare is the Blue Eyes White Dragon card? There's only four of them in the world. Rip. Now there's only three. <laughs> and then, and then you know, he's like, I have my three blue eyes on the field. And then Yugi's like, I'm going to do something I've never that's never been done before in the history of Duel Monsters. I summon Exodia. <laughs> it's like, how hard is it to get five cards in your hand? <laughs> There, there are no bets. There are no holds barred when life is on the line. I, as you're describing that, I just flash back to like that those fir- that first season or two in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh and younger gosh. Chris just kind of took it all for granted. Like, okay, we have super stadiums and holograms and or magic involved. Yeah. And, and holograms. Like, it is holograms. Yeah, there was. There's definitely magic too. Well, there is magic, but there's and, the magic of and holograms. And like, Kaiba, wasn't he like holding Yugi's grandfather hostage or something? No, that was uh, that was Pegasus, who was holding the soul of Yugi's grandpa hostage. But Kaiba did like before Yugi used his mind crush and like released the evil out of Kaiba. Like Kaiba apparently beat the crap out of Yugi's grandpa using cards and stole the Blue-Eyes White Dragon that Yugi's grandpa had and was like, there's only four blue eyes in this world. Now there's only three. We're going to put lots of air quotes in here. Children's card game. <laughs> Imagine 
if everything in our like day and and life and just our world was decided by outcomes of duels that that would turn society on its head <laughs> and i like to think that the fatality rate would also probably be quite higher oh the fatality rate might skyrocket but that's not necessarily a bad thing oh jeez <laughs> oh no I I I've I've thought about it a lot. Like imagine. Do I need to be concerned about this? No, because my deck's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> but I I've like ever since watching. Oh, okay, so so number one, like yes, we are talking about Yu Gi Oh. It is one of you know it's up there in terms of shonen anime. Oh yeah. Like you know you know Dragon Ball Z, you know Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, you know One Piece. You know Yu-Gi-Oh. You grow up with that because it's like Toonami and like ABC Kids. I feel like I was watching... Four Kids. ABC Four Kids back yep. in the day was where I was getting my Yu-Gi-Oh fix. Oh man, the Yu-Gi-Oh fix. But how painful was it when you watch the show and they're just not taking any regard for the rules of the actual card oh. game? <laughs> and then you... like like so So here's how painful it was for me, like... I'm watching the show and I'm just like, yes, this is awesome. I want to play this. Go out and buy a deck. Start reading the rules. And I'm like, this is nothing like what they do in the you show. You can't do that. I have to I have to sacrifice to summon Curse of Dragon? What is this? No one sacrifices for Curse of Dragon. And then he, he draws Dark Magician and he just lays him right down. And he's like, well, buddy, that's actually a two sacrificial monster that you got there. But you just laid it down right on the field. More power to you, I guess. Lots of power. <laughs> when you bear the soul of like an Egyptian pharaoh god thingamabob, I guess you can play fast and loose with the rules of your own game. Well, apparently that's what the heart of the cards does for you as well. You just, it, it, you just yeet it all out so on the field. So at your next Yu-Gi-Oh tournament, you just need to scream heart of the cards and just lay down your biggest thing. And they're just like, what the heck are you doing? And it's like, look, heart of the cards. Okay? Yep, yep. That, that's just what you have to do. You, you just scream hard of the cards and you can do whatever you want. Boom. That's, uh, well, that's the premise of Yu-Gi-Oh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so what? Yu-Gi-Oh's been around, let's see, there's like five or six seasons or something like that. Well, I mean, what is it? This it was, Did it start? 90s? Yeah, I I want to say it's late 90s. Yeah, so it's been around for It's a good been around while a while. Now. So we've got like the we've got the uh Duelist Island tournament. Uh and then after that, that's when they did the Battle City tournament arc. And Battle City was when they finally started taking the rules of the game into like like actual play (laughs) you've a hundred percent lost me but i like it yeah so battle city was an entire tournament that kaiba uh yugi's opposite put together right and he created the new dual disc which was a portable dueling system whereas in the first one that kind of looks like the kind of arm blade looking thing yes oh yeah i did think i did see those toys and i was like man and actually fun fact there's a company in japan called proplica that is coming out with a new version, a life-size version of that dual disc, Jeez. complete with like sounds, and when you place cards on it, it'll make the noises like. <laughs> and 
I want one of these. I want one. It's so awesome. Considering that you are actually in it to win it, Yu-Gi-Oh! wise, I feel like if anyone could appreciate it, you would. I could appreciate it, but then I s- talk about a chick like polar, polar magnetic like field of just opposing women. So, so just an absolute repulsion field for future dates. Yep. Yeah, oh, I, I, or, I, or or future like just interactions with society in general. Maybe it's more of like a, it's a filter. It's like a high pass filter, and it's just sort of like okay, like only the really cool people can get in through my awesome Yu-Gi-Oh duelist replica. <laughs> yep, only the really cool people. <laughs> <laughs> Only the really cool social descriptions air quote, are relative. Air quotes, cool people. Oh no, you got me. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, so Yu Gi Oh is one of the one of the largest shonen anime out there. Uh, you don't watch it for the story. You don't watch <laughs> it for the the character development. Well, maybe a little bit, yeah. even though. Kaiba has never developed a uh, past. Screw the rules. I have money. Soon, soon. Dere, dere. <laughs> the tsundere of Yu-Gi-Oh! is Kaiba. Tell me I'm wrong! <laughs> You're not. You're not. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awful. And awesome at the same time. So, in- interposing is like me. I'm not really in it to win it, like, in this day and age for Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay. Let's say someone is like, I'm kind of curious about Yu-Gi-Oh! Where do I step in? So if you were to tell someone, where where would where should someone step in if they're curious about Yu-Gi-Oh? Are you talking the show or the card game? Oh, let's do a little bit of both. All right. So the show, I would say uh, the first season is utterly ridiculous. So like OG. So OG, like don't watch it at all. <laughs> um, I would say watch the Battle City Tournament. That's where stuff like starts to heat up. Okay. My personal favorite season of Yu-Gi-Oh! was actually Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. And that doesn't follow Yu-Gi-Oh! Moto at all. That follows this kid, uh, I think his name's Jaden Yuki. And he goes to a literal duelist academy. Imagine that if we had, like, colleges where all we had to do was focus on how to play card games. Well, if, if life and death is determined by card games... Yeah, so I, I that I that season or I, I guess it's a full series because it's a separate Yu Gi Oh GX series. Uh, that holds a special place in my heart, just because one they actually started taking uh, again the actual rules of the game into effect when playing the the anime (laughs) um but there were a couple times where they like just had super overpowered cards that they fudged the wording on a little bit and were like we're just gonna do whatever we want with this card because Um, plot it was the heart of the cards card Mm -hmm. (laughs) can't can't argue that uh and the other reason i really like that series is it introduced cyber dragons Oh yeah, your main deck. That well, the only deck I have now is a Cyber Dragon deck, and I love, I love machines, and I love dragons, and Cyber Dragons. Put them together. Put, put the best greater than together. the sum of their parts. I will say though, if you want it for the story, 
Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds had the best story out of any Yu-Gi-Oh! series I ever saw, but it had the most ridiculous premise. You play the card game... Now get this. I'm, I'm giving him a really big eyebrow raise right now. Whilst riding motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> That's right. In Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, they made like huge NASCAR-sized tracks. Why? And you would play the game whilst riding motorcycles. Why? <laughs> I mean, why not is a fair counter argument at this juncture, but why? It, it, they Somehow they turned it into like some dystopian future type deal. Well, if your society is ruled by the law of card duels, then there's really only one practical outcome. Card games on motorcycles. That's, that, that's the one practical outcome that we get. I was going to say dystopia, but at this juncture, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, card games on motorcycles equals dystopia. Truth. But, I, I mean... Does that, it approach Mad Max levels at all? N- yes and no. Oh like, boy. it's not a whole water world type thing, but, uh, but you know, people are being oppressed by the government, and, you know, people are being tracked through tattoos that they have, and the only way to gain any clout in the world is to become a good duelist, but you have to have money to make a motorcycle, and you have to have a deck, and oh my, card games on motorcycles. Okay, so this, so what you're telling me is, Yu-Gi-Oh! Five Ds with the motorcycle dueling is the best plot. Has the best plot. Like there's a, the character development is actually really good. Okay. The, the I feel like we should sell that point the, harder. So. No, no, the selling point is card games on motorcycles. Like, that's the selling point. Okay. But, I mean, it's like, if you, like, it actually has good character development, uh, good world building, um, a good story, like, and an actual decent outcome. Like, so the first three seasons of Yu-Gi-Oh, I feel like never solved anything. Like, the OG Yu-Gi-Oh series, you go through this big old tournament, Pegasus dies, and then it moves on to something else. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Pegasus dies. Yugi boy. Oh my gosh. I mean, I know. Maximilian Pegasus, the antagonist, dies. What? What? Again. What? And again, over and over. But but it felt like the first season was was stretched out so long. Like, well, so I should say it was actually like three or four seasons. But it just stretched out so long and it just got so convoluted. Um... They even end up they end up going into a video game and they end up going back in time and I'm I'm just like I I just want to play card games. So the so the most reasonable ones are the dueling academy and the dueling on motorcycles. Personally, I feel I feel like they are. Now in terms of the best voice acting, I feel like it's the OG. Cuz cuz you have little Yugimoto like this 5 foot nothing kid and then he solves the Millennium Puzzle, and then all of a sudden, every time he needs to, like, you know, hulk out or... I remember that, like, his really deep and commanding voice. <laughs> he just, and I'm just like, whoa! Yeah, he just goes from, like, I'm gonna save Grandpa to, it's time to duel, Kaiba! Like, 
Oh, oh, and he also grows like an entire foot, and yeah. no one ever notices at all. Minutia. And then, and then Kaiba. Like I always loved how menacing Kaiba's voice was. Like it's it, the kind of I've gravity. spent millions of dollars trying to develop this dual disc technology, and none of you fools can. Like he's actually a good. I would consider him an anti-hero because half the time he's Yugi's rival, and then uh, there were a couple points where he was the villain. And then there's just other points where he's just off doing his own thing. Um, so the voice acting in in that, like, just that arc was hilarious. But then you have guys like Weevil who just, like, get up in there and they're just like, I'm going to kill you, Yugi, because I can. What? And then there's Rex Raptor who's, like, dinosaur-based dude. No. Yeah. No. But. No. No. And then there's no. Taya, who's all like, the power of friendship. Uh, yeah. Yay. I don't mean to be discouraging anyone from going and watching it, but it's just, it's funny. It's, it's a hilarious. unique phenomenon. It is It is a unique phenomenon. Well, I mean, it, it's a shonen anime. Yeah, because I, I feel like... They all have their own niche. I yeah, mean, like you, the target audience, I feel like, is like... Adolescence, like younger adolescents. Oh yeah, definitely. I and and there's no problem with that. I mean, I was hyped oh, when yeah. I was younger and watching because I'm just like, oh man, like, I, I, this I is mean, cool as heck. Anytime I come home and my brother would turn on the TV and all of a sudden you hear, da, 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 and then here I'm just like, I gotta get in there now. Yes. And and then you know how epic like the the little Yugi goes to I'm going to defeat you Seto and then he's just like I summon the dark magician like that's just so epic like yeah. adding those voices to this children's card game is just like oh my gosh it made it really come along I, I know he's just like like you get Seto in there Seto Kaiba who's like I have not one not two but three blue eyes white dragons and then he's like and then you know Yugi's just like I don't care about your blue eyes Kaiba I summon Exodia obliterate like how I, I'm uh, okay full discretion here when I was in middle school and playing Yu-Gi-Oh I would literally go full Yugi like every yes. single time I played yes. and I would literally just be like I summon the dark magician everyone thought I was such a nerd I still am such a nerd but In that's the best what, possible way <laughs> that's what made Yu-Gi-Oh epic and yeah. that's what still makes it epic oh yeah now I haven't seen any of the Arc V series um but Yu-Gi-Oh still going on I mean, like Naruto, like Dragon Ball, like One Piece. It's a shonen anime that's still going on and is just fun to watch. Like you don't you don't watch a shonen anime. Well, maybe you do sometimes for the story or like certain arcs. Like like if you yeah. get if you get caught up in an arc, like yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Like I, I know One Piece, stupidly long, still going on. But I've caught an arc here or there, and I've been I've been yeah. dragged into it. Because because like along those lines, when you mention it, Yu Gi Oh is coming out sort of like at least in my perspective, like the advent and expansion of anime. Yeah, like Yu Gi Oh was well, it, one of the, it, it was the tsunami era. Yeah, it is one of those transitional anime like Dragon Ball Z. So it's like Dragon Ball. Like I never saw it when it was like airing. I don't know if it was airing in the states at that juncture. But you know, like Dragon Ball Z was there, and I'm watching it. Uh, Sailor Moon was on, and I'm watching that. 
Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Fighting evil by moonlight. That's a different episode in and of itself. (laughs) Next time on (laughs) Nani. No. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, yes, it's one of those, like, big hinge points. And after that, I feel like, like, as you look at the shows that have come out, things have only just gotten deeper and deeper and like expanding on the art form yeah. of storytelling in well form. well i mean now we're starting to get the more deeper uh deeper anime that are telling different stories like the the dumpster fire uh that is domestic girlfriend beautiful dumpster fire the, I, I, the dumpster fire i can't look away from or get enough of nope um I'm just bathing it but but you know you have the stuff like domestic girlfriend or uh, SAO, like the journey to another world that sucks you in with the story. Um, or Rascal does not dream of Bunny Senpai. Like, you know, these slice of life, these these anime that are coming out. It's uh, very diverse. That, that are very diverse, that are almost m- like movie quality. Your name. Uh, oh, yeah. Your name. Uh, a Silent Voice. Uh, Machia. Like all these movies that are coming out that aren't just... You know, your typical shonen anime. Yeah. And anime like Yu-Gi-Oh! paved the way for those art forms to to be to come forth. Because you have you have to have an audience yeah. first. It's a found it's an institution of anime. Shonen anime is an institution and and one of the pillars of that institution is Yu-Gi-Oh! Truth. And honestly, with that, I cannot think of a better way to end this episode. Chris, thank you so much for coming on and just geeking out with me over the ridiculousness that is Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm always happy to be here and do as much. Heck freaking yeah. And to all of you out there, thank you so much for listening. And remember, next time I see you... You'll be out there with a dual disc. I'll have my blue eyes white dragon and have you screaming. Nani? Nani? Thanks for listening.